I knew you'd come. Woo! Want to wrestle? <laughs> We've got two words for you! Listening to Brotherly Love Wrestling Podcast with your hosts, the Supreme Dream and the Irish Nightmare. And welcome back to another invigorating episode of Brotherly Love Wrestling Mother FM Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I am the Supreme Dream. And I am the Irish Nightmare. How is everybody doing today? We're doing real great. All right. We're all doing so real great. It's just stupendous. Because you know why we're doing so great? We have so much to talk about this week. Because there was so much that friggin' happened with Raw, with SmackDown, with NXT. We got some stuff coming up that isn't WWE related. Because you know how boring that can get sometimes. Ha 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 but seriously, before we actually get started, I have a little scene I'd like to set up for you. Do you have a moment to hear what I have to say? Sounds good. Let's do it. All right. So picture this, if you will. It's Christmas night, and it's right after Raw. Now I figured they're gonna they're gonna eat dinner after Raw because that would be that would be the only thing that makes sense. <laughs> so anyway, it's Christmas night after Raw has been has been done live. We're back at the McMahon family mansion for dinner. (laughs) Now picture it if you will. Shane O'Mac and Trips are sitting down at the dinner table. They're conversing. They're going over their day-to-day. Hey, have you shadow boxed lately? Hey, have you told anyone to suck it lately? You know, that type of thing. I'm assuming that's what they talk about when they're together. And then... Opens the door, in comes Mr. McMahon, Vincent Kennedy. He's walking with his arms swinging. He's walking like he just has a fresh hot deuce in his pants. Comes over (laughs) after this great raw, and he goes and he leans in to Triple H and Shane O'Mac, and he goes, try and beat that. (laughs) Triple H looks around, leans over, and whispers to Shane. He's like, are you fucking kidding me? What's this guy talking about? Shane O'Mac replies, eh, don't pay attention to him, he's gone senile on us. And then out walks Mr. McMahon into the bedroom, still with a hot steaming shit in his pants, goes into the child's bedroom, and in the bedroom, tucked in nice and tight, is little Roman Reigns and Jason Jordan. (laughs) They're waiting for Daddy to tell them a bedtime story. Vince leans into his two favorite sons, sorry, Shane O'Mac. He goes, Daddy will always love you. You will be taken care of no matter what. No matter how many of the stupid wellness policies that you that you fail, you'll always be taken care of. I'm here to push you. It is Christmas. And they both scream, Thank you, Daddy. Thank you, Daddy. And that's pretty much the end of the scene. If you haven't gagged by now or thrown up, then you have a very strong, strong stomach. But... I digress. Oh, Jesus Christ. That was a little long-winded, no? 
I'll tell you what, it's something that should be read every Christmas, I'll give you that. <laughs> yeah, it's, just a, it's just a scene that I pictured after Christmas. They get home, they're, they're celebrating, it's now probably one or two in the morning. They're eating a nice Christmas dinner. Yeah, it, it, to be, I would be surprised if they even have time for dinner the way Vince and Hunter and all work. But There's always time for dinner, I, damn it. I guess so. <laughs> all right. Well, before we get into going over this week on Raw, SmackDown, NXT... Because there is a lot to go over. We want to rehash the segment that we started then we forgot last week. <laughs> and that is, because we have short-term memories, that is Wrestling 101 with the Big Ham, mother. So, here we go. Our second rendition. And then maybe later on, we'll give you another one. Who knows? We're crazy! <laughs> but here we go. Another rendition of the big motherfucking ham. This is Wrestling 101 with, with, with the big ham. Bionic Elbow. Okay, so that's like Cyborg from DC. Where he's just made out of metal, partial robot, partial person, but his elbow specifically is big robot, and that's where all the swords and the lasers come from. And there you have it, folks. If this is your first time listening to us, for some reason you didn't start at the beginning and you're just picking up at episode 7, you're wondering, what the hell was that? That is our good friend, the Big Ham. We give her a wrestling phrase or a wrestler, and what she does, she does very little about wrestling. She describes it as literal as possible, and that was as literal as possible. (laughs) From her demented mind to our demented frickin' show, you're welcome. So here we go. We're starting it all off. We're going to start it all off with a little show we like to call Monday Night Raw. And this was a Christmas episode to ring in the season. Now, weren't they saying this was the first, one of the first Christmas episodes to ever air, literally on Christmas night? They could have said that. I'm pretty sure they I could say Cole whatever the hell they that, want. That this was one of the first ones. Um, now, just like last week, um, we had we had some issues, uh, to say the least, with Monday Night Raw. Who had issues? We had issues. Now we're now they're not the same issues. Did we or me? Well, I mean, I have different issues, and you have different issues. Well, we all know you have but, issues, but that's besides <laughs> the point. Let's stay but, on topic here, please. <laughs> the Supreme Dream had a lot more negative issues. Oh, because I'm the pessimist. See, he's always playing am, me I against the, you guys. I he's always doing it. No, he claims to be this big optimist. <laughs> optimist Prime, we like to call him, in the studio. P.S. In the studio, we haven't soundproofed it yet. So if you hear some rumbling and grumbling from above, that's just a flock of elephants running around, running the muck. So we apologize in advance because it's bound to happen. There's people upstairs and they're running around because... 
Just because it's Friday night and people are drinking. So who knows? Not us, though. We do this stone cold sober for you guys. Can you use stone cold and sober in the same sentence? I don't think, I don't think walking, that's a thing. I'm a walking anomaly. I, don't I, can think never, that... I can do whatever the hell I want. <laughs> I don't think that makes any sense. Anyway, let's get on to Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Raw. I know I'm going to give them a congratulations before I rip them a new one. That usually for a holiday show, when they put on a holiday show, it's usually all like fun and gimmicky. gimmicky. Yeah. Thank you. No problem. I knew that we're, was coming. We're so fucking good at this, guys. <laughs> finish each other. We didn't even need to finish it. We just said it at the same time. He owes me a watermelon. Jinx! <laughs> okay. So Yeah, no, actu- I agree with you. They actually tried to put on a really good show. A legitimate wrestling show instead of legitimate. Well, they, they with, food fight in the back like they with other shows and absolutely. stuff like Tried being the word that I'm going to emphasize on mm-hmm. because I am the negative. And you are the positive. So, Mr. Positive, why don't you start us off? What was the uh, the first thing that happened? There was a return of a certain part-timer? <laughs> yeah, because yeah, now, now he really is a part-timer. Because um, he wasn't a part-timer before. Well, now he's legitimately one. And, and now he's too legit to quit part-timer. <laughs> John Cena. Um, and we were talking before with... First of all, before I even talk about John Cena, the Chicago crowd, which this is nothing new to anyone who's no, watched not, Monday really Night Raw. Not a surprise at all. Any WWE. Chicago crowds are always hot. They're always very into everything, constant chanting, and which we've gone on and said before, we love when you have those kind of crowds. and uh, They do make it a little bit more interesting. Sometimes yeah, you can't understand much. what the hell they're saying, but you know that they're enjoying it at least, or not enjoying it, they'll let you know. Yeah, and the, the pop... That Cena got is unlike a pop he's gotten in a long time. To be honest, it was more of a legitimate face pop, and then, I mean, oh man, you're so <laughs> a legitimate face pop, <laughs> good guy pop, Go ahead. and uh, and but, but I mean, and then the of course the John Cena sucks um, singing with his music, but it was something different because usually you hear this the kind of mixed. This was. Straight and, cheer. And it's not time. like they didn't know it was coming because it was announced before, so they knew Cena was coming out. I mean, they didn't know when or yeah. what time, but yeah. so, I mean, they knew Cena was going to be there for him to receive, especially in Chicago. Yes. The yeah. home of their beloved CM Punk, which yes. we will get into very soon. Also. But also, uh, the one thing I did like is I love, and we were saying how we really like this Elias guy. He's really starting to get over a lot. And you were saying about hey, let's put them in the ring and actually watch them wrestle a match. Yeah, um, I did say that. I think they listened to me. Yeah, it, it, they had the match. Well, first with the whole Cena yeah. taking the punch and falling right away and just staying down. Like a dead fish. Making Elias look strong. Yeah. Um, he did his job. Only thing with that... Is he that, here to just put guys over? Is that, that really, I, I mean, that's what, at this point of his career. Essentially, yeah. that's what he's doing. He's the big name. He's the 16-time world champ just to put guys over. Well, as of right now, if he's not going to be around... I mean, at least they're putting people over that deserve to be put over. Yes. Not like uh, any... I'll, I'll name them all later. You know? <laughs> they're coming anyway. I yeah. mean, it's not like you're not going to say this episode. It's, it's like beating the proverbial dead horse. You know who I'm going to say. I mean, I hate to be a pessimist about it. I really do because I want to enjoy them. I want to like those, those wrestlers. But Vince is just making it very hard for me to want to watch them. He's yes. making it actually agonizing. Yeah, I know it is. But I anyway, love the, the match and he's killing me. The match he's that they had afterwards, 
it was okay. I mean, Elias looked pretty good. They made him look strong. I just really wish he would have put him over. They could have used uh, they could have used a couple commercial breaks for that match. They looked like they were uh, they were struggling a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, which goes to the part time thing of Cena maybe looking a little rusty. He's been doing it for how long now? You think the ring rod? It'd be like riding a bike for him. He should be able to do this in his friggin' sleep. Oh, two, oh, three. Right. Five knuckle shuffle, little little slam action. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> come on now. But I mean, yeah, that's the only thing about the only issue I really had is Cena should have put him over. It should have got a big pop. It should have been like the way they did with KO when he got when he first came in. He should have put him over. Um, it, what's it going to hurt Cena? It's not going to hurt Cena at all unless they're actually have they have a plan because there's a reason he's back on Raw. There's a reason he wasn't at SmackDown. I mean, is the is there something that Cena's going to be doing soon? I mean, there is rumors in the old mill that he's going to have an opponent for WrestleMania. I don't think I think he might be in the Royal Rumble. Yeah. It's a good possibility, but yeah. they're, they're they're talking about him having a couple different opponents for WrestleMania. I mean, I heard one was Jinder Mahal finally, mm-hmm. which what a, that that's a perfect bathroom break match. If that's not if that's not going to put asses in the seats, yeah. And then the other one that I heard was the Undertaker, and I really, really, which I think every fan wants to see just because. No, wanted, I was going the complete other well, see, way with it. Everyone who talks the Undertaker says they want Cena Undertaker. Yes, I would have rather had that last year before he put his wrestling gear in the ring and well, said his goodbyes because yeah. that's a goodbye. Why the hell are you going to bring? It makes no sense to put him over against Reigns. Just to come back to get put over again by Cena. Yeah. Because now his streak's gone. He's yeah. lost to the big dog in his yard. It's now his yard. Mm-hmm. And you got to walk the dog when he's in his yard <laughs> because he's going to doo-doo all over the place. you got to pick up the big dog's doo-doo. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know. I, I really uh, I, I like John Cena. I like what he's become. Um, so we can agree that the match character. was pointless. The match, the, yeah, the match was pointless because if you're going to have that match, like I said, Elias has to go over. There's no no gain whatsoever of Cena going over. Score one for the bad guy. <laughs> That's me. Okay, next segment. Next segment. Um, I don't really have them in order of what's important. I'm just going to kind of throw them all out there. I mean, Alexa Bliss comes out and does her whole spiel, and then Asuka comes out and... Karate kicks her in the face mm-hmm. and then announces her entry into the Royal Rumble. I've always found it confusing when people announce their entrant unless they like come back and do it. Like you've already figured that Asuka is the one of the biggest names on either of the women's or in all of their all of their lineups, one of the biggest names they got. Yeah. Obviously you know she's gonna be in the friggin' Royal Rumble. Well, and with that with the women the women are like obviously because this is the first one, and they they don't have as many men on both combined rosters. Or I'm sorry, as many women on both combined rosters as they do men on both combined. No, not that even close. You know that every woman possible on the, every single roster is going to be in it. Majority anyway. I mean, every SmackDown women, woman, every mm-hmm. Raw woman, and maybe what four or five NXT if that. So that's um, the only one that's going to be maybe here and there. Well, you got to figure they put a limit on it. It's a twenty-woman Royal Rumble. Yeah. So, but I mean, you had you only minus had minus the champions. I think you have. Is it eighteen? Something. Or like is that. it sixteen? Yeah. It, but, I think there's only room for four others. Okay, well, which means Ember Moon belongs in it. Um, 
I don't know if they're going to put the NXT champ. It gives it too much away. She's not going to win the Royal Rumble and be brought up. From what I'm hearing, they're saying that any NXT woman that is in it is not being brought up anywhere. They're just coming up for the Rumble. Yeah, but what I'm saying is I don't care if she's being brought up. It makes it too predictable that she's not going to win. If they're already saying that they're not going to get brought up and okay, she's the NXT champion, why put her in it? Why don't you put... Like, I think that if they're seeing NXT this week, I think Baszler's probably going to be in it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I think everyone on the planet thinks Ronda Rousey's going to make her appearance. Yeah. I fucking hope she doesn't win because... I don't think they'll do that. I really don't think they're going to do that. Because, and the only reason I say that is because I believe they really want this four-horsewoman match to happen at Mania, whether it, and it's both, you know what I mean? The MMA oh, horsewoman versus that. And I think that's going to happen. I don't well, think then, they're going to do I it. I think their motives are spawned. They should want to do it. They should not want to do it because there are, uh, I don't know, 10 to 12 women that deserve it more than the Ronda person Rousey. who comes yes. in who has the big name who's going to get a mixed pop probably from Philly anyway. A mi- uh, we Rousey. are so smart, us Rousey's fans. Rousey's not going to get a mixed pop from Philly. Well, I'm going to boo her. <laughs> really loud from my couch. <laughs> from, from the couch that we're sitting on. Yes. But no, I, don't, I can't see Rousey getting booze at all from any fan there because it's everyone I finally I, I don't know it's everyone finally getting what they everyone wants a big name like that to come over and I mean she got a big pop at Mania when she did it so I think the second all of a sudden her name flashes up because no one's going to know her entrance music if she no. even has any the second Rousey comes up after that buzzer hey, cool she comes out to like out. Uh, Dude Loves theme song that would make no sense in the world but it would be pretty funny <laughs> <laughs> you'd get a you'd get a big pop and then like a what? <laughs> yeah, hey! very confused. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! She comes out dressed in all tie dye. <laughs> You're telling me that doesn't make sense? I mean, no, it doesn't make sense at oh, all. Okay. But it'd be hilarious. Yeah, I'll give you that. It'd be like a you created her in the video game and hey, like, why don't we, <laughs> exactly. Why don't you ever do loves freaking entrance. But right. yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I don't think I don't think she should win at at all. But I mean, I, as far I mean, as it goes, it could go either way with who I think should win. I'm. If I were to put money on it, I would say Oscar is going to win. But hmm. I could also. There, I think there's a lot of more options to win the Rumble for the women than there are for the men. Yeah, because there, there's no real. You can't really see a storyline right exactly. now. Exactly. Like you can have Nia Jax win, and Nia Jax go against Alexa Bliss. Yeah. And them kind of team Rude would get torn apart. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. pretty funny together, by the way. They are. Yeah, yeah. They're actually pretty good dynamic they got going on. Mm-hmm. And, well, I hopefully she'll be cleared by then, and the injury's not too severe. And Paige, who got yes. hurt at a live show that has been all over social media and whatnot, hopefully that's not too bad. I know Sasha's been taking a lot of back backlash from it because it, it was evidently her fault. I mean, I didn't get... I, I saw... Bits and pieces of it, but I know she's been catching a lot of heat from it. Like, shit happens in the ring. It's not. It's not like she said, "Hey, I'm going to go out tonight, and I'm going to hurt someone." Exactly. That's never the mentality. Yeah. Especially from someone who's been hurt and knows how it, and knows how it goes. Exactly. To yeah, get you put yeah. on the shelf. That's exactly. bullshit. Yeah, yeah. There's no reason to think that she would be able to go out and do that. And to stay on topic for once, we're going to do this only once. We're never. We're <laughs> rarely on topic. We flow all over the place. The other match. On Raw was Absolution again versus Bailey, Sasha, and Mickey. Yeah, I know. Uh, that's where I'm in agreement with you with this. It's just redoing this over and over again. 
Sorry about that, everybody. There's a little technical difficulties on our end. But, yes, what we were talking about was the six-woman tag match between Absolution, Sasha, uh, Bailey, and Mickey again. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I don't know if they're, they're, they're obviously not doing anything with this. No, not at all. This I mean, is just filler, just filler. Yeah, match. waiting, waiting till the rumble comes for storylines, basically. That's just me this time, people. Don't be afraid. Maybe we invest in some sort of like badass equipment that doesn't squeak on you. What do you think about that? Nope. We're gonna do what we're doing, and we're gonna keep it the same way it is because these are our lucky microphones. They brought us all of you. So that. Doesn't really need to be mentioned at all. No, too much. it's really nothing he had to some, throw away, basically. He had some funny clips with the Miz Taraj. They came out. I, I, I really I, liked them. I really liked the, the songs were pretty damn funny. For the non wrestling part of the show, I thought it was I thought it was well done on their mm-hmm. part. Well they, written. They're proven goofballs. Yeah, absolutely. They're I mean, they're decent in ring. But they're like they their niche is being goofy, and I have no problem with that. Um, yeah. It just sucks that that's all that they can do. Exactly, and that's it, all it, that they're going to let them do. And then yeah. to just go further onto that, they had a squash match against Braun Strowman. Yeah, filler. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and, and it's it's a shame with the legacy that is both per- of them. perfect and uh, rotunda um, that their boys are being used like this. Hey, even freaking Rotundo's other kid, he's, I mean, he's, he's well, in a meaningful one now. now. He's been misused a million times. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's a good way of going next. I mean, like you said, the match was kind of a throwaway match. We don't need to talk about that. But the the, um, the attack the attack by... The Woken One. The, the Woken One, Matt Hardy on Bray. And I'm glad it's, it's even though it's slow moving... It's you can see it heading in the right direction at least. I just want people to to realize that they have to be patient with this one. This mm-hmm. is this is Matt Hardy's love child that he is giving to everyone who wasn't privy to it before, who didn't really watch TNA. Maybe they heard of it. Yeah. Maybe they didn't know all too much about it. They probably saw him with the white streak in his hair, and they're like, "Who the what the hell is going on with him? Yeah. Why is he talking like this?" Mm-hmm. And they're yeah. doing the best they can to kind of, like, Michael Cole and Corey Graves are, are doing what they can to to commentate on it. Yeah, set not, it up. Yeah, yeah trying to, to let everybody in. Because there's really, I mean, he it is what it is at this point. He's just nuts, and you got to just believe that his insanity is leading somewhere that creatively hasn't really been done in WWE yeah, before. And I love... I love after every time it finishes, oh, the they go to the, the, the well. No, I mean of course the laugh, but they go to the weirder. far out shot of the announce table, and you see Booker T's face, and you can tell Booker T has no idea He's what to school. make. Oh yeah, yeah, of Matt, where Corey Graves loves it. Oh, absolutely. You know well, what I mean, he's current. Booker T still can you dig it, sucker? Yeah, yeah. But his face is priceless. I love watching Booker T's face. Just dumbfounded. After seeing, oh yeah, absolutely. Like, what the yeah. fuck did I just watch? So that's something to look forward to going into yeah. Rumble is the the build for Woken Matt and uh, Maybe you'll actually get to see him have a match on TV. You never yeah. know. It yeah, could maybe. happen. Yeah. They could stop teasing you. Yeah. They could stop teasing you. <laughs> on to another pointless uh, aspect of Raw. It was another match. It was another throwaway match. 
I don't know why they do it. I, I, I mean, you have, you have talent. <clears throat> and even the two that I'm about to mention. I mean, one, obviously, is a huge talent. The other one is talented. They just they don't seem to want to use him in any other way that they're using him. And it's obviously it hasn't gotten over. I mean, maybe they're hoping that if they just keep replaying it and repeating it and repeating it that someone's finally going to like it. Usually that doesn't happen. But what I'm alluding to is Kurt Hawkins mm. and Finn Balor. You didn't yeah. know where I was going with that? I, I thought it was Finn Balor, but I wasn't positive. Oh, come on, man. The way you were, yeah, because you gave a little more praise than I thought you were going to give to Kurt Hawkins. Because I like Kurt Hawkins. I think he is a uh, good wrestler. I think he has the ability to be a good character. But I think that this whole, whatever he is, this whole, let me face the facts. Yeah. The yeah. 147. 150 now. In the last live show, he lost his 150. Or see, 0 like, and 150. I like how they're doing that. Yeah. It's a lot more... Uh, I don't know if it's more reasonable than Goldberg's streak, winning streak, or yeah. or what. But at least they're counting actual matches. Yes. But I don't know what they're doing. They're just going to keep having them lose and keep having them face the facts? Or they can actually do something with them? I mean, there's another... There's just raw talent that they don't know what they're doing with. Yeah, and just really, really drawn out. <clears throat> so, yeah. Why, uh, and on the flip side, why they're subjecting Baylor to this? Like, what, what, I wonder, like, did he do something wrong? Well, and that's what I was just going to say as well is that usually with guys, when this happens to them, it's backstage heat, it's punishment. He always seems like he's happy. And that's all, yeah, he really does. And I mean, Ivan, of course, you would you think you'd hear something about backstage heat. Usually you do with like Enzo getting it or Orton getting it or something like that. But I, I, I mean, I've never heard Finn once about backstage heat, and I can't imagine him having it. So it, this is literally just horrible booking. Is that I mean? The only thing that I can think of that makes logical sense to me, because why, in my mind, you don't waste a talent like Finn Balor. So in my mind, what I'm thinking is that in the back, they're telling him you just have to be patient. Your time's gonna come. We really we have this storyline going. We have this storyline. We want you to feud with him and him, but there we we have nothing right now. to start right now. Yeah. We're gonna keep you in front of everyone, so they don't know they like you're not gonna go to you're going to waste, but you're not. Yeah, you're not going and being. You're not and falling no out of the public yeah, eye. Exactly. You're not gonna be forgotten. We're yeah. gonna. You're out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, the only problem is when people get bored of wasted talent. They stop cheering. You're going to see less and less. Merchandise stops. Merchandise stops. Uh, merchandise stops. Being being bought in any way. Yeah, people stop doing the arms in the air when he starts coming out for his entrance. And they, I mean, they really have to pick up the pace if they have something for him, or That's it's a gonna, rumble win. I can't see it. Honestly, I can't see it. Well, let's hope they surprise you then. I believe me. I in of all things I want to be surprised about in the wrestling world, the Royal Rumble is one thing I want to be surprised. Yeah. Of anything else, that is what I want to be surprised about because I have a sinking feeling in my gut that they're gonna pull another bullshit Roman Reigns fucking win in I Philadelphia. I, I can completely see the arrogance on Vince's face saying that every every any reaction's a good reaction. Any reaction's <laughs> a good reaction. Any reaction? At least it's a reaction. Well, here's the thing, Vince. Your top, quote-unquote, 
baby face of the company shouldn't be getting booed the way he is. Yes. Anyone who you're, are your baby faces that you refuse to do, uh, that you're just going to ram down people's throats, and they're getting booed, that shouldn't happen. That's not a good reaction. A react, no, re- that reaction is a any reaction is a reaction. Mindset is what is hurting raw. Well, not not only that. I mean, there are certain instances where any reaction is a good reaction, is an actual thing, like where that actually makes sense. Roman Reigns does not, and that's what I don't understand. What they are thinking when they do this. I don't think they're thinking. I think that's the Well, I mean, thing. this is Michael Hayes because after <coughs> um after Reigns won in Philly for the Rumble and they booed the hell out of him and they brought the rock out and Brock couldn't get him cheers. They booed the hell he out came of him. to the back and they, I don't know what I what it was whether it was WWE 24 or whatever. You see him say, "Hey, it doesn't matter. We're just going to keep going the way we're going." And that Michael Hayes is talking to Roman and when I'm watching this, I'm going, they so, don't want him. They do, No one wants it. The little eight-year-old kids, four rows back wearing a Roman Reigns shirt, that is not who is buying the money. The parents are buying the money. Well, the, Teenagers the, are the, buying the money. The women parents or the, the single, single moms, moms and stuff like yeah. that, they, they love them some Roman Reigns and some Seth Rollins. <sighs> Which Seth Rollins is fine, yeah, but at least he can work. You they, know what I mean? They don't care about him being a worker when all the other fans do, and that's why he can get over both sides. Not that Roman can't work. He's just his character is just... Doesn't work. No, his character doesn't work. Doesn't work. He doesn't have a character. His character is coming out. His character is perfectly meant, and I'm touching on this earlier than I wanted to, but maybe we'll lead into it. Maybe. (laughs) His character... Lack thereof character is that of a heel. Exactly. The arrogance, the I can do whatever I want and not face any repercussions. At this point, he is who he fought against for the prior for prior years. Yeah. When he fought against the authority, he is now the for authority. The better part of two and a half years, three yeah. years. What he fought against and what him and Triple H had that feud, he is now that. He can do whatever the hell he wants and he can get away with it. And that's not only in the ring, that's behind the scenes. Yeah. You're going to yep. fail a wellness policy and you're just going to get, you're going to get, you're going to do the 30 days, but, but whatever. He comes back. Thank, that is the only reason that Baylor went over. Yes. Is because right. it Absolutely. was your slap on the wrist. Baylor went over. They put the strap on Baylor. Mm-hmm. That was supposed to be Roman Reigns. Yep. That was supposed to be Reigns and Rollins. And I'm going to guarantee that it was supposed to be Reigns winning that title. Mm-hmm. So, thank you for fucking up and shooting needles in your ass. <laughs> I guess, because if they really wanted that title on Finn Balor when he came back, he would have already had that title opportunity. And that rematch, yes. yeah. That none of the fans have forgotten about. No, we, everyone and still I'm sure says we've it, yes. said it. Everybody has said it. Oh, he's finally going to take his, his uh, rematch that he never got. If they haven't mentioned it, then they're hoping you forget about it. Absolutely. Yeah, you're right. He ain't getting that fucking rematch. Well, and that's the biggest thing is that... And not against Brock Lesnar? No. Not against whoever the next person to win that title is? No, unless it, it builds to a different way. And it's not going to be a rematch. It's all of a sudden they're going to act like, oh, it's a new title shot. You know what I mean? They're not going to no. They're not going to reference no, something the that happened, rematch. Something that should have happened months ago when he came back 
And yeah. he should it should have been oh, they alluded to it the guy who never lost his title on the broadcast, like yes. Cole and Graves, yeah. and slowly that started to trickle away. Mm-hmm. Now he's the man that can do extraordinary things. Mm-hmm. He's doing extraordinary things about, against uh, the Miz, Taraj, <laughs> and fucking Kurt <laughs> Hawkins. Hawkins. Yeah. That's what he's doing to extraordinary things. You're not letting him doing extraordinary things. He had a mini stint with Bray. He had a mini stint with Joe. That fizzled the fuck out. And Bray's... Uh, got cut short because of the viral infection that spread. Yeah, then and he then, came back and that never happened. Yeah, and they cut that off like we didn't, weren't supposed to remember yeah. that they were Because we're stupid. We're yeah. stupid fans. We're going to shove things down your throat. You're going to like it because you're still going to watch it and buy all the merch. Mm-hmm. And he's right because you are still going to watch it. Now you just got idiots like us with microphones that are going to bitch about it. Yeah. Yeah. But here's the thing. We're not idiots. We're not stupid idiots. We're Jericho-holics. We know what's going on. We know you know, and you know we know you know. So if you got that, you got us. Next topic. Oh, what what a surprise. It's fucking Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns versus Samoa Joe. We're going to basically touch on what we just talked about. It was actually a decent match. The ending was stupid. Unless they're building for something more. But you never know what the hell. They end things so abruptly, and they look like they have no presence of the current of what's going on that things can just change like that that's such a good sound effect too. <laughs> the Samoa Joe Roman Reigns match good match Reigns gets disqualified for acting heelish and pushing a referee and beating on Samoa Joe past the five count now they justify this as because he's sticking up for Dean Ambrose yeah yeah, that's that, how that they justify. It. That's why he's able to act like this. He's able to do whatever he wants because he's you don't you don't come into my yard and miss with my boys, my brothers, dude. You haven't been part of this Shield reunion since the day he came back. <laughs> Let's see, you missed it because of your meningitis infection or whatever the hell it was, which was I guess justified. Yeah, because you were sick. But this whole Shield reunion that they're doing doesn't exist. Stop buying the shirts. Yeah, well, I mean, and the only other thing is... That's all they did it for. The good thing about the... I mean, the way the way it ended was kind of horrible. But um, apparently, Kurt Angle did post on Twitter announcing that Roman Reigns is going to defend his title in the first Raw of the new year against Samoa Joe. And apparently, if Roman Reigns gets disqualified, okay, he the, will lose the match the and versus, the title. The Miz versus Ambrose scenario. Yeah, so, I mean, that was announced on Twitter uh, within the last day or so. So, they have done that. Um, I would love it if Ambrose came out and cost Reigns, Reigns the title. It's just too bad he's so hurt. You know what I mean? I yeah. mean, he's hurt for he's down for nine months. So this Shoot ain't him off with some cortisone shots, baby. <laughs> Get his ass out there. <laughs> this ain't KP, He's a lunatic, right? That's true. That kind of hurts my freaking ploy as general manager. It really does. Which... You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't be more unprofessional with that, but all right. Um, let's let's move. I'm the anti-professional. <laughs> let's move to the Jason Jordan and Seth Rollins. Do we have to tag team? Uh, well, the architects involved, so I still want to talk about it. Yeah, that's true. Um, and the bar. Yeah. Don't forget about the bar. Um, they don't just raise it; they yeah. are the bar. <laughs> I uh, the match, and I, I was we were talking about this before we started the podcast. That the but I don't let them in on all my secrets, folks. No, the, I save the majority of them for you. <laughs> the match 
was a, apparently now, and and this is all rumors, but speculations was supposed to be Rollins and Balor teaming up against the Bar and then winning the title. Raise your hands out there on uh, the WWE universe if you would have rather seen Seth Rollins and Finn Balor. Against the bar. And then win tag team titles. Win tag team but championships. But instead, to, end, to end Raw on your Christmas night. To give you the present that you've always wanted. Finn Balor and Seth Rollins winning tag team titles. Yep. I wonder what they could have done with that. <laughs> but then hmm. instead, they The demon and the architect. Last minute to put in Jason Jordan instead and then they end up winning anyway. So now again to the to the because the corporate office hates you. Well, because Roman to go to the Roman Reigns build, um, now they can say that Jason Jordan has won tag titles in NXT, in SmackDown and now in Raw. Ooh. So now he's the first guy to be able to do that. Is he? That's what they said. Really? That's uh, now I I didn't check this. Yeah. Who what, said it? This was on WWE's website. I'm sure they wiped out whoever else did it, and they're like, nope, it's just him. This, yeah, it this, was just yeah. him that did it. This but was what a picture. Nope, they don't exist anymore. But this, they're not people. Now he has achieved this record that he's the first guy to win all three for all three shows. So, And now they solidified him as someone that could win championship after mm-hmm. championship. Exactly. Whether you want him to or not, because he deserves it. Can we all get a You Deserve It chant for Jason fucking Jordan? Because he does. He's done so much. He's 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 a proven commodity. He doesn't get booed. He gets cheered. The only reason that Jason Jordan got cheered is because the only way to get him over is to put him with Seth Rollins or a Seth Rollins caliber athlete. That's the only way to get guys like that over. That's yeah. why they fucking did the shield. Yes. Because you're trying to get Reigns over. Yep. And you realize, wait, well, you're not going to get him over. He's going to continue to get the booze, and he's going to continue to get some of the cheers. Like, they have a minuscule of clue to what they're doing with these guys. They're just going to keep pushing. Screw earning it. You don't have to earn it anymore in this WWE. On Raw, yeah. at least. You yeah, don't have to true. earn it. Yep. Your name's Roman Reigns? We're putting the we we can't put the title on you now, the main title. So we'll give you the consolation prize. Here's another title. Yeah, there's What's no, the next biggest title we have. Oh yeah, we can give him the intercontinental, the one that fucking Miz worked his ass to make an actual title again. Yeah, we'll give you that one. Yeah, so you can diminish it again and carry it like a fucking schmuck. <laughs> we're gonna give it. Put it around your waist or put it over your shoulder. <laughs> not like a fucking you're carrying a fucking purse, you jerk off. <laughs> Hold it like a real person. <laughs> I loathe you. <laughs> I hate you, Ron Burgundy. I hate you. <laughs> what? Um. Let's see. Is that? I mean, is that all we got from Raw? I mean, we can still touch on this because it was the ending of Raw. It was like the uh, the big moment. I mean, it does raise a lot of questions. Like, like uh, there was questions like, oh, does this mean Jason Jordan's going to be the newest member in oh, the Shield? No. God. And if it is, then it's pointless. Yep. Then you really have no direction of where you're taking. This is just shoot from the hip, raw style. Yeah. The other question, I mean, there's a little bit more relevance to it, and it probably makes a little bit more sense. I don't want it to happen because it's not the way I would envision it. Is Dean Ambrose being so mad that he wasn't there that he he's mad at Rollins and he's going to turn heel on him? That's not the way to do it. No, and it, it doesn't. It's kind of that that 
That's so it's predict- kind of forced too. Yeah, it's so you know predictable I mean? at this point that that's the way that they'll go. Yeah, it's and it's not it's not not that legitimate. Like that's a stupid reason. That's a that's a something that are like a like oh man to sound really sexist, but it sounds like something two women would do. You know what I mean? Like oh well, how I, dare you? Win I don't the agree title. with that. By the way, <laughs> how dare you win the title? Without me, like it just—it sounds too immature. Too immature is a much better word. We're gonna use immature. <laughs> Forget that he said that first for our women listeners. He didn't mean it. For lack of a better term, sorry. Yes. Much lack of better <laughs> term. I'm Ron Burgundy. So yes, the other thing that I thought that I think is about time for is a possible bar split and splitting them into singles competitors again. I'm ready for that. Yeah. yeah. They, they basically ran their course. Fits right into our plans. Yeah. Sheamus goes over to SmackDown. Cesaro stays on Raw. They'll probably do it the exact opposite way that I want to plan it, but hey. And if you don't know what we're talking about, listen, listen to, last... to Episode 6 yeah. and then be ready for Episode 8 because we're going to continue on from that. But anyway. Anyway. That is pretty much your, your Christmas present from Raw. Yeah. What, yeah. Grade, what grade would you give it? Uh, no, C, and that wasn't every... C minus? I'm thinking the same thing. C minus. Yeah, C minus. It barely passed. Barely and, passed. And we're, it, we're grading and that's, on a very and that's only, strong curve. Exactly. And that's only because of the Matt Hardy segment, the backstage um, jokes of the Miztourage and the pop and crowd of Chicago, to be honest. And the crowd was the same for the next night on SmackDown. Yes. And here we go, right into our SmackDown breakdown. Down of the smack, break of the down. <laughs> down, down, up, up, smack, smack, down, down. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, welcome. I'm going to sing to you like it's Rusev Day. <laughs> and I got a heavenly voice like Hayden English. I'm a Rusev Day. That fucking duo is so freaking over. I'm I'm leading myself in. I don't know. I was going to say, you, no breath. No breath whatsoever. I'm that good. You just kept going. That's impressive. Hit us up on our email if you want to book me. I do birthday (laughs) parties, bat mitzvahs, and I'll sing to you when you try and go to sleep. God, Tear, Jesus Christ. Don't cry. It's all happy. Do you know what today is? Oh, I'm assuming it's Rusev. It's Rusev freaking day. <laughs> Here's the thing. I love this so much because I've been waiting for him to do something with Rusev. And I don't care that it's a tag team because I think the tag team division in SmackDown is incredible. That it only makes sense to just keep building on the yeah, success of I'm, that. I'm fine with it too. Absolutely. Yeah, and it gives Aiden English, who needed some guidance... Put him with Rusev, who's fucking hysterical and made his own day up, and it's so over. <laughs> Here's what I catch: I just reading on on uh, social media and whatnot. There's been some naysayers of Rusev Day, though. Really? Yes. Not many. Not many at all. I was gonna say because I rarely the, ever see that. Yeah, there's some interesting things like like the the real pessimists. As you can tell, I'm only a small pessimist. <laughs> but the real pessimists saying that. Oh, it it took this to get Rusev over. He had to create his own day just to get himself over and whatnot. Well, yeah, I mean, but Rusev has done other things that have gotten him over. He's just got stifled by injuries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rusev has been re- ready and waiting and has earned being over by the crowd. It just ha- it just so happens that 
the thing that got him the most over was Rusev Day. Yeah, and not only that, with with any good character, is and it's your really personality is. just turned up. And if you, and yes, I watch Total Divas, I watch Total Bellas. You yes, should. It's I, your job now to I, watch all these things. And I don't watch it. My but. wife, I, I watch with my wife because she likes the girls, and I like, I love seeing the backstage stuff. He and likes a strong storyline. <laughs> Which is very it. scripted if you haven't watched it. But if you Rusev's on it, The Miz is on it, Cena's on it, you see a lot of the stars on it. And uh, Rusev, if you've ever seen him on this show, he is very silly. He's a very, for as big as he is, he's, he's fucking he's handsome like, Rusev. He, yeah, he's, and, that's, and that all comes from him and, him and, and Lana. Lana. You know what I mean? Him just messing around with Lana. And same thing with Rusev Day. That came from that as well. So he is a pretty funny guy for being this big brute that they make him out to be. And he's, he's I mean, pretty he's got, good. He's got the accent, so he, he he talks goofy as it is. Not I'm saying that. He, he, let me rephrase that. <laughs> All foreigners speak goofy because I'm American. That's what I'm talking about. Obviously, because I'm an ignorant asshole. No, that's what I meant. But he's got the accent. He's this big guy, big hairy freaking goofy guy. Mm-hmm. So let him be a big hairy goofy guy who can also kill it in the ring. Yes. Because that's what gets you over. Yeah. You earn. You take these steps, and you earn it. Yeah, you absolutely. You take these steps, and you earn it. Hmm. <laughs> what a concept. What a concept. Because that's what they used to do back in the day. Correct me if that's I'm how, wrong. That's how you got it done. That's how you got it done. You had to earn it. You didn't start out as number one contender material. You didn't start out with a championship around your waist because you got put in some half-assed storyline that Kurt Angle's your dad. <laughs> or you, you you get a big push because you just got out of this faction and it just made logical sense because you have the look yep you can't speak worth a lick and you, you and know, you're Samoan so that helps them too yeah you also have a really strong bloodline yeah. I guess that really helps exactly but anyway we're gonna go on the Smackdown screw them screw them guys we're gonna go in the, to Smackdown that's how Philadelphian I am <laughs> SmackDown started off with a tornado style, uh, six man or not six man, triple threat tornado style. Well, it's tag six man. Match. There was there was three teams. Yeah, there's three teams. Yeah, not your traditional six man tag, but yeah. it was a tornado style. Three men in the ring at the same time. When you look at it, you're like, how the hell is this going to work? And they pieced it together very very well. Yeah, it there, was a solid match. It was a great to way to start. An event. Yes. Your one of your shows is a great way. And the the thing that was overlooked a little bit was the Usos on commentary. Yeah. Who are friggin' funny. Yes. Yeah. They are really Jonathan good. John more than um Jimmy and Jay. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm so again, I'm so used to Total Divas. What the fuck's he talking about? Jimmy <laughs> Jimmy's Who's John. Jimmy's John? real name is is John in real life. No, we know and him as Jimmy and Jay. So Jimmy and Johnny. he's he actually is a really funny guy easily. So it comes through in his character. Um on They've been on doing camera. it long enough. They're also Samoans and but that's beside the point. But and that's the point though. The the that point you're making right there. That They've it's not it? it's not they're not there because they're Samoan and it's their bloodline. They work their asses off, and they got to where they and where they are. And it just so happens that, that they are Samoan. It's yeah, just a part of them. Their dad's Rikishi. So they had a good chance of making it, but they've also had to go through the ringer. They were in exactly. FCW and mm-hmm. did that whole thing and then came up and then freaking... They went through their, their spells of being irrelevant, and they, they were fun. They were fun for all the kids with the face paint. They yes, doing that. Then they, hit the, then they hit that dry spell. 
Then they went away for a little while. They're like, oh, my God, the Usos. And then they came back as heels. Oh, my God, imagine that. Yeah. When you get booed as a face, you come back as a heel. Yep. And then you get yourself over. And now they're kind of in that middle area where they can be a face or a heel. They can go either That gray way. area. They can go into that gray area. They can put you in Uso Penitentiary. You don't consider yourself a face or a gray area guy and do whatever the hell you want. But again, I digress. <laughs> I'm digressing. I'm digressing. And all into the match. Really good match. They put over... Gable and uh, Benjamin, who are very, very talented and a really good team. Gable had a double belly to or yeah, belly to back suplex. Yes. Of Big E and Ada English. He's smaller than both of them. It was absolutely ridiculous. Yes, he has got an Uber amount of talent. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that fits there. Did I use that right? Yeah, that works. Uber? Yeah. So he picked them Uber. up, and he dropped them off at their destination. It just so happens, <laughs> it was on their back. What are you? Uber lifted that shit. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty impressive. Which, And we've said this before about Gable. Because he's a smaller guy, and we talked about the suplexes the last the, our last episode, su- the, making a suplex different. Um, and Gable really does that. He really makes it look impressive because of his stature. He can pick big guys up like that, and it's that hanging suplex that really makes it look pretty insane. And then putting two guys in it like that were were nuts. Yeah, he's the he is the shining shining star of the American Alpha team that had split. Yes, I'm going to go out on a short limb and say that. So that match, and then you got to remember that the other tag team, and it was the New Day, and they're no slouches either. Who's Performance just keeps on getting better and better, and every time I watch him, I like him more and more, and he's quickly becoming one of my favorite guys on the roster is Xavier Woods. Mm-hmm. He was the trombone-playing guy that didn't do anything, who was just that gimmick, who was fun. And, it, and I like that too, but when he gets in the ring, he means business, and I like what he does in the ring. Yeah. Absolutely, yep. 100%. And he's also in what... I'm going to fucking segue the shit out of this, guys. He's also in the new U.S. title tournament because that's how you win a title. You're mm-hmm. not just giving it. You go through the ringer. You win it in a tournament. Yes. So in this tournament, you see Bobby Roode, the fucking glorious one. He's so goddamn glorious, it's not even funny. Go against Barry Corbs. Baron Corbin? <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that to me. Sorry, I wasn't expecting yeah, that. I know, I'm very unpredictable. <laughs> Long-standing rivalry. I'm surprised they actually did this as one of the, the first matches. I'm surprised they didn't meet in like the semifinal or something. But they did it as the the, the first round. Which would be quarterfinal. Yes, mm-hmm. quarterfinal. Mm-hmm. Quarter Nelson, half Nelson, <laughs> full Nelson. Got it? Good. I don't get it. Anyway, Ninja Turtle reference. Boom. <laughs> Secret of the use. Bam! Anyway, they go at it. The glorious one wins. Shazaza. Shazamzi. Kazugzi. Now I'm just making up noises. I'm, yes, wishing, you you, I'm wishing you would just chime in. So I I'm waiting to keep going to, to tell about the match. You've only got to the glorious one with all your noise effects. Sometimes I can't control myself. Sometimes I got the Tourette's. I got the Tourette's. Anyway... The Glorious One, Baron Corbin, really good match. Mm-hmm. These two have 
kind of a similar Smash Mouth type style where they're going to hit you with like solid moves. Yeah, even though Corbin's uh, more the I'm going to punch you in the face, and he and and Bobby Roode's more finesse type style. Yeah, even though more, he's more he has the strong style, but he's more finesse. Yeah, he's about more it. the pick you up and slam you, drop you on your head. Mm-hmm. Corbin's more the I'll pick you up and slam you, but after I beat your face in with exactly. my fist. Yeah, which works for Baron Corbin. That works for he doesn't need. I mean, he well he has the better. He was a boxer. Yeah. So you give him punching moves. Exactly. He can make it look legitimate. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have to jump and throw his fist. I'm digressing again. (laughs) So it was a really good match. The glorious one goes over. The next match is uh, the modern-day Maserati (laughs) against Ty Dillinger. This is the first time we've seen Ty Dillinger on TV in how long? The Perfect Ten. He gets brought up, and this guy's over just as much, if not more, than Rusev is now. Yes. With the ten chance... And everything. And that's another guy that you just wonder. Like, if there was one knack I can put on SmackDown, I think that would probably be one of them. Yeah, is wasting, wasting him. Yeah, the very few knacks that I have on SmackDown, I think that would be one that they didn't that they misuse and they don't or they don't use at all, Ty Dillinger. Yeah. And obviously this is a tough spot for him to be put in. It was a pretty solid match for what it was. Mahal goes over, so you got, sorry, I told you, there's going to be people running around upstairs. You're going to hear the clinking and the clanking, because that's what's going on. we got to soundproof this place. That's all there is to it. So, Mahal goes over, so now your next week's matchup is a rematch from the pre-show of Clash of Champions is Mojo Rally versus Zack Ryder. Yes. Thinking that they're probably going to continue the push for Rally. Yeah, well, you can't because see a he, reason to put Ryder over. No, and you, he's also in the same bracket as uh, Rude, and they're probably going to go heel face. Heel face, yes. And then on the other side, you got Xavier Woods going to be going against Aiden English. And I think that Woods will probably get over because he'll be going against Mahal. And you're, again, you're not going to do face or heel heel. You'll probably do heel face. And it'll probably end up being either Woods versus Rowley. Or it'll be Mahal versus Rude. I mean, tweet us. Yeah. What do you? What do you? Th- what who is you your think, opinion? Who do you want? Who do you think should, should? Who do you think it should be in the finals? Who should be vying for the title? And who do you think should win the title? Who do you want to see win? I think I know. I, I'm leaning more towards right now. If I had to take a guess, if you gun the head, I'd say it's probably going to be gender. Yeah, most likely, because the way you take the strap off him and uh, you're moving in the one direction, they're going to want to have to give him something else. So I assume that's what they're going to give him is the United States title. Yeah, it's kind of like your consolation prize. Like, we didn't, we're didn't. we sorry we took the title off you, but here's another one. I yeah. mean, it, it's what they do. Unfortunately, who I want to see is Xavier Woods. As much as I love Bobby Roode's glorious gimmick, I like Xavier Woods. More and Xavier Woods in WWE anyway has put in his time, um, and he should deserve something. Yeah, and I think this would be a good way to lead to maybe an eventual singles push for at least him, if not all of the New Day singularly. Yes. Yeah. And I think creatively, out of everyone, he would be able to 
bring pristine and creativity to that title would be Xavier Woods. Yeah, I agree. And the, the character himself, is it, he has a pretty damn good character as well. And then, we'll lead us... There was a... Uh, there was a woman's quandary there. They had Ruby Riot versus Naomi. Yeah, yeah. With I, some outside interference. I mean, that's another one. At least they're actually doing matches where it's not just six-woman tag matches. Yeah, they're the same thing. This, this is a little bit different. Then you have the, the welcoming committee come out after Charlotte comes out as unsuccessful in trying to take out the Riot Squad by herself. Yeah. They have a little standoff. They fight each other. They did pretty good. Yeah, I, I, I'm not... Um, I'm kind of coming around on Ruby Riot. I liked her more in NXT, which seems to be the uh, she trend. Short, she only did a short stint there. She was brought up rather quickly for. Yeah, a... yeah, but I mean, now with with the Riot Squad, and um, I was kind of skeptical because it just looked like a copycat of Absolution. It really did. Um, but I, I, I like Ruby Riot in the ring. Um, I liked her and excuse me, Naomi. Um, I thought they worked well together, and I thought it was a pretty entertaining match for them, too. Yeah. The um, outside interference, like I said. Yeah. Ruby, Ruby Riot gets the win. Yeah. Which is fine. You get a heel win, but you get it in heelish ways. Yeah. Which makes sense. I'm still not sold on the welcoming committee. I think one of them's turning. Yeah, I agree. I think it might be Natalia. That's fine. But it that. also might be Carmella. Yeah. With Carmella. Every time I hear her name, I just think of that unused... Money in the bank. That briefcase, briefcase. She's, she's toting around? Yeah. What do you think she keeps in there? <laughs> I don't even want to guess. She's from Staten Island. Oh, boy. Oh, Cheap I shot in New York. Yeah, Cheap shot in New York. Cheap shot in New York. It's in my instinct. I'm, I'm going to let that one slide. <laughs> Stupid Islanders fans and Rangers fans. Anyway, that leads us up into the main event. The main event I could watch over and over and over and over. Just like Owens and Zane, I can watch Owens and Styles. Because it doesn't get boring to me. It really doesn't. Yeah, I agree. I think Absolutely. that they're, they're great in the ring. They were great in the ring before they got there together. They had they had a couple matches in the independence, mm-hmm. And then you bring them over, why not use them? I yeah, think absolutely. this is actually your main, not your main event, but this is one of your title matches for the Rumble. I think, you, I think you're going to yeah. get Owens and Styles. And they're going to put on a great show no matter what. Just like absolutely. And you know what? If they shock the world... And Sami Zayn helps Owens win, I wouldn't be upset. I'm a huge AJ Styles fan. Yeah. But if Sami Zayn, because I'm also a very, very big Kevin Owens fan too, mm-hmm. he wouldn't believe me because the man over there, the Irish Nightmare, <laughs> is a very, very big Kevin Owens fan. Yeah, yes. I, and I don't KO. know. I don't know what that was, but we're going to say it was Irish. <laughs> yeah, I, that, I would love and that. I'm from Transylvania. Whoa. <laughs> But, I mean, like you, I, I am a big AJ fan. So, either way, I'm happy with that matchup. Rifle but, person um, holds the title, I think, in either case. Yeah, absolutely. And it should be the face. I mean, the whole Face of America thing, that that whole program with them two was great. So, hell, if we're going to do it for the big title, let's do it for the big title. I'm good with that. Absolutely. And maybe a potential push for Sami Zayn in the cards? Because that would be nice. Yeah, Absolutely. Make him uh, back up for number one contender for the uh, United States title after all this is said and done. Absolutely. And that was pretty much the the wrap-up. There was nothing really climactic at the end of SmackDown. Just a celebration from the Yep Squad and a little look back because pretty much uh, Shane O'Mac cost him that match. Yep. So that also throws another 
uh, question into the the equation like now whose side is who going to be on is Styles going to be pissed at Shane O'Mac because they've all been interconnected somehow for yes, all quite three some of them. time yeah the Shane O'Mac and now you Owens. throw Daniel Bryan yeah. in there and you throw Sami Zayn now you got what five got no Five guys. You're right. Five guys. One, two, three, <laughs> four, You only five. need one hand for that. They got five guys. Five guys now all interconnected at some point in the past year. Yes. Yeah. And more recent than a year, like mm-hmm. the past few months. And now it's kind of interesting how it's going to play out. And this one, I really don't – usually it can be kind of predictable. This one, I'm not really sure – which way they're going to lean towards because they could always change it up. They have that many facets going in there. Someone can cost him. He can come in. There could be an argument. You really yeah. don't know which way it's going to go. No, you're absolutely right. And I think, uh, uh, and it's good, like we said, about being surprised. It's good when they can actually fool everybody and really uh, just switch to everything up and completely pull something out that you weren't expecting. Um, so, I mean, to see that. That'll be um, that'll be basically basically what I want to see. So whether it's Shane and Brian because Brian's cleared, or t- AJ versus I think Owens that makes the, the most sense for someone who's just coming back and getting cleared to be in a match with someone who's not going to do too much yeah. physical work against you because you're going to be taking bumps from either Styles or Zayn or Owens. You're going to be taking some pretty healthy bumps because yeah. they're not. I mean, they're not, like, raging powerhouses. They're not going to be picking you up and slamming you every time. But you're going to be going through... A lot of their moves are neck-oriented, to be honest yeah, with you. They true. Can, they true. can really wear on your dropping. God forbid, on the Shane's going to throw his goofy punches and kicks and shit like that. I think that's the safer play. So if, if he does come back, I think you would see that in a, in a uh, like, a startup, the show for, for Mania. Yeah, like I wouldn't one mind of the that. Fir- one of the first matches is just to get everyone going, just like they did with Styles and uh, and Shane O'Mac. Yeah, and I'm good with that. And then, then not only that, aside from being being able to take uh, less of bumps for Brian, on the other hand, you can Shane can really take a lot of big bumps to keep the match going, to keep it going. So, I mean, it, it's either way it works perfectly for Daniel Bryan. Just going to throw this out there, folks. We're not torturing a young, a small dog right now. Again, we are not soundproofed. If you're catching yelps and barks in the background, it's because the neighbors, they don't like bringing their dog in. And especially here in Philadelphia right now, it is a brisk 15 degrees outside. With the wind chill so, right now, it's at night, so you're probably in the 10s. So, and they're leaving their dog out there to bark and bark and bark. As you were hearing behind us as we were talking, we're trying to... Ignore we, it. We've drowned it out. It's like white noise right now. N- not a Seamus reference. <laughs> or was it? It kind of was. Yeah, it was. <laughs> but if you can do the same, we are sorry about this. We will soundproof the shit out of this studio <laughs> when we are done with this. You best believe it. At least we're going to try to because that could cost some money. Yeah. And right now, we're not making anything off of this. We're doing this just for the people. <laughs> so that will lead us into a show that is just for the people. And that's NXT. If you caught NXT this week, it's just like every other NXT. It's fire. Yep, absolutely. It's it's just awesome, the product. And you really tuned in this week to see what was going to happen with the Fatal Four. And I think that's pretty much what we're going to touch on. There was a couple. There was one more surprise in there that I'll, I'll just mention briefly because I think it's going to lead up to something else. 
which would be in the Ember Moon and the uh, Sonya Deville match for the title, which, I mean, they're pre-taped, so you already knew Deville was already up on the main card, so you knew that she really wasn't going to win that match. But what happened after the match was the interesting part. With Kerry Sane coming out, who had won the May Young Classic, mm-hmm. staring down Ember Moon. Yeah. Well, do you think that's going to be the next match? And then, wait a minute, she gets choked out by freaking Shayna Baszler. Spoiler alert, if you hadn't watched it, now you know. <laughs> Just say spoiler alert before you say it, but okay. That's okay, I don't do things... <laughs> I do shit my own way. Not my own man! <laughs> so you... Shayna Baszler comes out, and I think what makes this interesting is that they'll probably make this a triple threat match for the title. I mean, I don't think... I can't see Baszler winning. I think she's just being put out there and showed some strength. She's probably not going to take a pin, and then she'll probably be in the rumble the next night. That yeah. would that would be my guess. Yeah, I think it's a pretty solid guess. So that was that match, and now the Fatal 4-Way, which was an incredible match... Which, there, I mean, I don't think anyone had a doubt it would have been, either. No, because the dynamics you got there, or you got the brute, the big guy, Lars Sullivan. Mm-hmm. You got another brute, but who can also move and freaking dive through the ropes, Killian Dane from Sanity. Mm-hmm. Then you got the underdog, fucking Johnny Gargano. And then you got the undefeated, yeah. Aleister Black. Yeah. That is such a creative mix of guys who are all talented in their own right, but you put them together and you're, and you're like, you know this is going to be destructive. And it was. It's exactly what it was. It was destructive. There was guys bleeding halfway through it. And then you never know, you didn't know which way this one was going to go until certain things happened. Mm-hmm. And what this did in the match, which was great, it told a great story within the match, but it also set up feuds within the match as well. And that usually comes within the combatants in the match or it comes from maybe outside the match. And it happened in both. So what you can pretty much expect, I would say, for the Philadelphia card, NXT TakeOver, by the way, will be there. Yes. My wonderful fiancé had gotten us tickets. So we will be at NXT. This will be my first NXT show. I know, shame on me. I should be at fucking 50 by now. But still, going to be my first NXT. I'm looking forward to this 100%. I cannot wait. But I think that this sets up for Killian Dane versus Laura Sullivan in Philly. Yes. I think this also sets up... Well, you saw a promo before before the Fatal 4-Way even happened. It actually might have been midway through the show, you saw the Authors of Pain throw out, not like a challenge, but almost like a warning to the Undisputed Era, who had just won the titles from Sanity. Mm -hmm. I think you probably see them, and then probably see Undisputed Era go over, and I think that Authors of Pain are pretty much on their way to the main card. I agree. I agree. And they're much, much needed on Raw. I I agree. Yeah, the tag team division needs it. They do. They just do, and I think that would be a good way to split up uh, the bar just and just to, put them that, in their place yeah and you just put them in a legitimate tag team in their place with a manager yeah I agree so then you have that match and maybe you throw Sanity in there too because I don't know if they got I don't know if they got their proper rematch so maybe you see Eric Young and Sanity in with that and they make it a triple threat I'm not 100% sure the, the, all the matches haven't been announced yet and then the other match that will probably come to fruition will be Aleister Black versus Adam Cole. Which is, I mean... That's an incredible match. That's I, the I match, really act, actually, 
I think that I would be looking forward to more than the title match. And I love Johnny Gargano. Absolutely. But I'm not a big fan of CN. Um, yeah. I still, I still think he's very talented and good he, and all. And he really is. But he's quick I think, in the ring. I think Black versus Adam Cole is that going to be ridiculous. That is a freaking awesome match. Mm-hmm. And that one can go either way. Yeah. Because Black, spoiler alert, has taken his first pin. Yeah, this this was it. This, this was, was it. Gargano pinned Aleister Black thanks to Adam Cole and the Undisputed Era. Yeah. And that's pretty much what sets that up. And then you got the title match between... Gargano and Almas. Yeah. I mean, what I can see, hap- what I want to happen in that match, I want to see Gargano beat Almas, and then as he's celebrating, uh-oh, look who's lurking, <laughs> look who's back. The psycho killer returns, Tommaso Ciampa returns, and just destroys Gargano again. Yes. And that will be your promotion into WrestleMania weekend NXT TakeOver. Because they have plenty of time to build it, and they don't even need to build it. They already built it yeah. after Chicago. Absolutely. Yeah, that's already built. That's already Just continuing, that's already basically. There. So you give him the title, and you make it mean something. Because this is a feud that would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't, couldn't agree more. All right. So next, we've went over all the shows for you. We gave you some in-depth... View, analysis? Analysis. View. Thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Thank you. Mueller. Mueller. <laughs> So now what we're going to touch on is a little bit of the fun. Yeah, not so negative anymore. Not so negative anymore. And this week, since it is the end of the year, there's only a couple more days left in 2017. Some some Wrestler of the Year. Yes. Yeah, Wrestler of the Year. We already went over Match of the Year, well, candidates. And who then, we thought. Who we thought. And then in a later episode, we revealed some of them that WWE released. But now we want to go over... Um, the match, the match of the year, the superstars of the year, the wrestlers of the year. Some people have put out their top wrestlers of the year. I mean, Rolling Stone came out and said, which I think is deserving. WWE wrestler of the year was The Miz. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I couldn't which agree is, more. That's, which that's is another an one. incredible honor. Yeah, absolutely. And then what The Miz said afterward, words, was even more incredible. He basically took cheap shot after cheap shot at the big dog. Yeah. Which probably sets up a feud when The Miz comes back. Cause which he, should be soon, to be honest. Yeah. But he's another one. He didn't get his rematch before he left. I think that was smart on their part, so he'll probably get his rematch when he comes back. Exactly. And what will probably end up happening will be Reigns might drop the title to Joe. So now Reigns gets a rematch. And Miz gets a rematch, and you do a triple threat or something. Yeah. Triple threat it. Do you want to like that? See, you know what? The one thing about uh, that I do not like, the triple threat matches to me, um, and they have to be done right for me to enjoy them. I'm not a real big fan of triple threat matches, um, and especially with guy like Joe and Reigns to me are way too close. Um, the styles are too close. Like, if I want to watch the Miz... Joe, obviously better than Reigns. Well, obviously. But... I don't know. There's something about a triple threat match, in in WWE at least, that just bore me to death. I don't know if it's that third man just standing around every now and then. Well, he's um, usually outside the ring or hit, yeah. but I think that's the play for The Miz because The Miz is really good at that anyway because he's such a good weaselly heel that he would probably stay away from them too and let them destroy. I think that works even better in The Miz's favor than 
than yeah. him actually going one on one with either of those guys because I don't think that believable he, as far as his as size winning he ability. he seems to when he wins he seems to always need and he has an angle yeah you're right whether it's Maurice the Mizdaraj something or he's like always that. got yeah. an angle or a stipulation I think this is just another stipulation for him to capitalize on yeah. And I think that would be the play for maybe getting the Miz back the Intercontinental title. Well, I mean, if it means him winning it, then okay, I'm I think down you're okay for with it. it now. <laughs> well, if he wins it, yeah. But it, like I said, I'm not. I'm, I've never ever been a big Triple Threat fan. Um, I absolutely hated and again, WrestleMania. That, that's that's a not, long that's time just ago. my speculation. Yeah, and, that's and what I think but might I mean, I, I could see it happening to be honest. But I don't know. Yeah, I'm not just not a big fan, but. If that happens, then and Miz wins because Miz deserves that title. He makes that title what it is. He does, and it also sets up for other people to win it. I mean, the Miz is just you put the Miz will elevate everybody except for Roman Reigns as a face because they're still going to boo Roman Reigns no matter what. True. But if you put him up against the face, that's what you're going to get. You're going to get a true heel, and he's going to elevate the face. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. That's why he is where he is. So, where he is, where he is. And next, Sports Illustrated also put out, but not just one. They put out a top ten of the all of wrestlers. Wrestlers, period. Not just super, period. WWE superstars, wrestlers. Just wrestlers of this past year. And, I mean, you tell us what you think of their, of their list. You tell us who you think should be in there, because we're going to tell you who we think should be in there. On Number ten on their list is Keith Lee. Keith Lee wrestles in the independent promotions. I mean, Keith Lee has gotten a lot. He's built up a lot of momentum for himself, being this big guy who they list as over 300 pounds, but he moves like a cruiserweight. I haven't seen too many Keith Lee matches. I've seen it a few, and I, I'm able to tell that, yes, he's talented. I don't know if I'd put him on my top 10, maybe, I mean, maybe top 20, but... I don't think he's seasoned enough. I still think he has some rough edges to where I don't think he's top ten material. Yeah. That's just me. This is I mean, and with him, I have never I haven't seen one match. So he's one guy I haven't seen yet. And to, to be honest, probably a lot of people listening haven't seen Keith Lee. Depending on if you're talking about just WWE people who don't go out and watch Independence, because um, yeah, I've never seen him. So I hear the hype. I hear you talk. You said. You've seen a couple matches, but yeah, and I've I'm never seen. Him. You can trust folks. <laughs> so yeah, I man, I don't, I can't disagree, and I can't agree because I've never seen him. Yet. He's neutral. He's the Swiss. He's staying <laughs> neutral. All right, up next, number nine, who SI has. That's Sports Illustrated for all you that don't know. I'm abbreviating. The next one on number nine, who I think would probably be my number nine, would be Cody Rhodes, aka Cody. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't more, have a last name anymore. Yeah, he's not allowed. Uh, nine, I agree with you. I think he. I mean, he belongs on the top ten without a doubt. Especially with the year he had, how he left, and it, it was so up in the air of what he was going to do. He kind of did some small shows. He he had this. He had the list of what of dream matches that he wanted to do, and he did it. Yep. And now yep. he's one of the head heads of the Bullet Club. He was Ring of Honor champion. He dethroned uh, Christopher Daniels, yep. and he just recently lost it to Dalton uh, Castle. Dalton Castle. To that Dalton Castle. <laughs> Dalton <laughs> Castle. Southern on me there. Yeah, I went Southern. Yeehaw. <laughs> so his year of 2017, I think, was very successful. Yeah, I agree. I, I think Cody's good at number nine. And number eight, 
who I, I mean, I've only, I've seen him wrestle live, but really I've only watched him a couple times is Matt Riddle, the yes. number eight. Yeah. So we really can't speculate too terribly much. We didn't see a whole lot of him. Yeah. I mean, we, we went to house of hardcore. We went and came to Philly recently and, uh, and I, I told you about Matt Riddle because I watched Matt in MMA and UFC. He was on the Ultimate Fighter, and then he made his way to to wrestling. And he is which evidently was a smart move. Yeah, because he is definitely better now. Um, and I haven't seen as many matches um, as I would like to because I always liked Matt, Matt Riddle the person as a fighter and now as a superstar I can see he's the it. bro right he's the bro yeah, yeah he's um, the bro man he's, I like what he's doing he's he looks bra. He, I mean he looks like he's from California has yeah. the backwards hat the the skater hair he's, he's the bro man he fits he perfectly he's like Sean White yes exactly so yeah. the red hair. yeah more with the uh, dirty brown hair but um, I like Matt Riddle a lot now do I think he belongs on a top 10 list for this year I think it, like you said with Keith Lee I think it's a little too or premature but eh, I don't mind him all right that's going to bring us to our number seven from SI. They put Kevin Owens, formerly Kevin Steen, number seven. I think he should be a little higher, to be honest. Um, all of 17 was his... He was the title holder. Yes. He was the U.S. champ. And he was the, one of the most important parts, a part of the best friends. Oh, yes. He was friend one of, of Jericho. He was one of the friends of Jericho. So, yeah, so no. being the friend of Jericho automatically should move you up, at least to number four. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I think he he belongs higher to yeah. on this I list. Mean, his and word, you'll hear why when we say a couple of the names on this list. But yes, keep numbers, going. Num- number six wasn't a surprise that he was on it. Number six was why he was number six and not, not higher on the list or lower, however you want to rank it. And number six was Okada. Yeah. His work also speaks for himself. He is currently the New Japan Pro Wrestling IWGB champion. Mm-hmm. Has held it, I believe, longer than anybody else. Correct. Has had the best matches of the year. Yep. Yep. Um, I maybe maybe SI doesn't watch a lot of New Japan. Yeah, maybe. Maybe that maybe that's it. Maybe they just caught wind of it, but. We'll get into the rest of the list. They obviously know something about Japan. Yes, yeah. So, number five. Number five is a stretch for me. I'd say most improved, top, not so much. Yeah, I agree. Number five is Braun Strowman. Yes. Strowman isn't a top ten wrestler. Strowman is a good personality. He's an absolute beast. You can put him in there with all of the top big guys. That's a good point, too, by the way, because you said he's not a top wrestler, and that's what this list is. It's top, the top 10 wrestlers, not superstars, wrestlers. Yes. So he I take not... that word very seriously. When you say wrestler, I want them to be the best performers in the ring. Yes. Braun Strowman is a big guy who can throw you around. He's not a top 10 wrestler. And very entertaining. We're taking very, nothing I'm away taking from him. I'm nothing away from Braun Strowman. If you're listening, don't come <laughs> eat my face. <laughs> God, You're I just wish not... Braun Strowman was listening. <laughs> he's just not a top ten wrestler. That's all there is to it. Yes. Not right now. Could he? He's got the physical gift to become a top ten wrestler. Absolutely. Yeah. Because he's a monster and he can move. Yes. Absolutely. He's not like a big show that couldn't really move. He can just chop you and choke slam you. Yeah. Braun Strowman can move. Yeah, absolutely. So can he be a top ten? Yes. Was he 2017? Probably not. No. Okay. <laughs> this is where it gets a little muggy. Uh, number four, John Cena. Yeah, that uh, he's a part timer. 
Yeah, and especially this year. This is where he's starting to decline as far as uh, number of matches. Yeah, you know I, what mean, I mean, he, so, he did have WWE's match of the year, quote-unquote, with true. him and uh, Styles. Yeah. Which was a really good match. But... Does that... It's, he's John Cena. You're but that to... was his last real full-time program. Yes. You know what I mean? It, it ended in, like you said, in the Royal Rumble. So that's January. You know what I mean? He was gone. I would like... And now we haven't done and looked at it. But we, I'd like to go back and see how many months he missed. You know what I mean? From January to now. He got on this list because he's John Cena. Yeah. And and look, John Cena's great. 16 I'm not going to take, yeah, take He's great. But... But this Again, year there was other guys. That another John, it. another Braun Strowman. No, you can't be a great, the best, one of the best wrestlers of 2017 and barely ever wrestle. It, it just it doesn't make any sense. I agree wholeheartedly. And number three just pisses me off. <laughs> number three best wrestler of 2017 was Roman Reigns. Yeah, I, I honestly I. I've already said everything I had to say. Yeah, we really I don't, don't have to go very far with I this. I can't keep beating this dead horse. I just can't keep doing it. Yeah. I, it's look, ridiculous. He's not a great wrestler. No. He's a great performer. Nah. A, a, he's a good performer. Good. You know what I mean? He's but not great. He's not, he's not continuously supposed to be main eventing the biggest event of the year. He's not that guy. As much as you want him to be that guy, he's not the guy. He's not the guy that... As much as he says it, he's as not. As much as he says it, as much as they want you to believe it, I would not build my programs around Roman Reigns. I think there is so much more talent out there, and it's proven talent, and it's people that have earned the, the title of best wrestlers, not most popular, not who we're going to ram down your throat the most, best wrestlers of the year. Reigns doesn't make my list. I agree. Well... That'll bring you to number two, who does make my list, who would be a strong candidate for number one. Very strong candidate. He is the phenomenal AJ Styles. Number two on the list. SI, you did it right on this one. Yeah. AJ Styles, 100%, 150%, to 2,000% deserves to be on this list. Yeah, and you know His what? And like, well, like you said, and basically right where he belongs, to be honest. Um he would probably argue that he's number one. And he would have a great argument. If there wasn't one more guy ahead of him that probably is yeah, who also for this year. A, who has, also has. Who's had an incredible year. Yeah. Who's done this quote-unquote six-star matches. Kenny Omega. Yes. Yeah, Kenny Omega. And it's, it's hard to argue it, but the other guy that was alongside him was... Okada. Yeah, exactly. We've which, said this before. Which, like, we're going to make our own list real quick just to, yeah. to spit it out. But, just to throw it out there. But, I mean, yeah. And and it'll look somewhat like what SI's. Minus a couple. Minus a couple, yes. So, I mean, let's do it real quick. I mean, we, when we got number 10, what do you think? Number 10, I'm going to take out Keith Lee. Because, okay. again, I mean, I, have, I haven't seen him enough. And I apologize. He might be the, the next coming... But from what I saw, he isn't. But who I have seen a lot of, who fucking mind-blowing how good of a performer and wrestler he is, I would put Ricochet as my number 10. Yeah, I agree. He is amazing. If you have, if you don't know who he's talking about... He'll be here look soon him enough. Look him up. Because no, you might not have to, because I think he's going to be in WWE before you know it. His contract's up, and I think he'll be gracing us in the 205 Live. Hopefully not. Or the NXT stage, you'll get to see Ricochet. I don't know if you're going to get to see him as Ricochet, 
you might get to see him because he's had a few different names. He was working for Lucha Underground. Yeah. So <clears throat> that would be nine number ten. I think I keep Cody right where he is. Yeah, which we said. Cody yeah. belongs to number nine. Cody's right there. And then I mean number eight they had Matt Riddle. Who's your number eight? Um, I I pretty much agree with what what you mostly say and uh I can't argue with number eight, and I want to say um, Will Ospreay nice. belongs at number eight for yeah, Will, sure. Will Ospreay, you might not, you probably won't see him in a great the WWE anytime soon, but if you watch a handful of his matches, you'll see how talented he is. Yeah, yeah, definitely tune in to Ring of Honor and see Ring Ospreay, of Honor uh, in New Japan. In New Japan. He is absolutely incredible. Yeah, absolutely. The shit that he does, it's, it's, I mean, he has matches with Ricochet, and the two together are unbelievable. They're just so entertaining. Yeah, and there's a match to look up. Type that in YouTube. Just type it right in. Yep, right now. Go do it. Do it right now. If you're not doing it right now, you're not doing it. No, wait. Finish listening to us first, and then do it. Yeah. So up next, seven was Kevin Owens. So I think I'm going to move Owens down a little bit. And I think who I'm going to put at number seven... I don't know. You got any suggestions? Uh, at number seven, um, I'm gonna put then. Man, see, it's so hard. It is very ranking hard. these because we're going ten to one. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't want to put them too low. But you don't want to put them too high. Exactly. Are you saying is he a heel? Yeah. And was he Rolling Stones number one? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna put the Miz. Miz number seven. Yeah. It's so hard because the, the guys that we have left that we're going to put on this list are so good. And you don't want to... The Miz was a... His wrestling game picked up a lot. And that's what gets him on this list of best wrestlers is that he did... But he's also a persona. He's also a great heel. He's also... But he's, his in-ring has improved greatly. And it's actually really good. Yeah, he's I mean, fun to watch. Of, a lot of his moves are Daniel Bryan's moves, but that's nonetheless. He's it's still, part of his shtick, though. Yeah, he's still pulling them off. Yep. So next we have six. Mm-hmm. They had Okada. I'm moving Okada down. I'm just telling you right now, I'm taking out Cena and Reigns and Strowman. So for my number six, who had a, an incredible year too, he's kind of a part-timer. Mm-hmm. But he's also the greatest of all time too. So mm-hmm. how you don't put him on this fucking list is beyond me. He's over 40 years old and he's still doing it. That's Chris fucking Jericho. Yes. If you listen to me talk... <laughs> On our seven episodes, you know how I feel about Chris fucking Jericho. He is the fucking man. Persona, wrestling, he's got it all. He's the total package. And but no, he's, he's not Lex Luger. Luger. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Y2J. 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 Number six. Number five, they had Braun Strowman. I would put Kevin Owens at five. Kevin Owens, number five. I like where your head's at. So Kevin Owens rounds out. And begins the top five. He anyway. begins the top five, and we've rounded out the top, the bottom five with Jericho. So number four, this is where four, three, two, and one. Who do we got? Not gold dust. <laughs> thought you were going with that. I one knew there. that's where you thought I was warming up. I was just taking a deep breath because I was trying to stall some time because I'm trying to think, and I kind of got to take a leak. <laughs> I got two things working against me right now. But bear with us. Okay, we're so we're, done. we're on number four. Um, and You're, basically, in our head, we have left. We have AJ Styles. We have Okada. We, we Omega. have Omega. And there's one we're missing. 
We're missing one superstar. Who are we leaving out that right now, I mean, we we removed Cena, Reigns, and Strowman. Yeah. Um, we added Jericho. We added Ricochet. We added Osprey. Three very So we added three and and deleted three. No, we also took out Keith Lee. Oh, okay. So we okay. So we need to add the fourth. We've deleted. That's why I said it. We've deleted the obsolete, but he's not going to be in there. No, Although, not yet. He had not, a good year. He had, he had a, good a year. great year, but wrestling wise, I wouldn't put him up there. No, I so agree. So who can we put in there? Who had a really good year? Who's a top wrestler? Man, this is hard. You know what? I'm just going to do it because I'm looking at him right now. <sighs> And I... He's actually standing in the room with us. Yeah, that, that would be pretty phenomenal. I'm going to put Dolph Ziggler up there. Dolphy Ziggs. He had such a great year, not as far as winning titles, but, I mean, of course, he just won the United States title and then forfeited it, but he's just so good in the ring all the time. He knows how to wrestle because he was an amateur wrestler. Mm-hmm. He knows how to sell, which is a very overlooked part of the wrestling aspect. He's great in the ring. Charisma. He's... I, you know what? I thought I was going to fight you on this, but I've just talked myself into not fighting you. <laughs> That's even better. <laughs> Stupid idiot. I actually like it. Okay, so, good. Dolph Ziggler. So, I think we go 3-2-1. Okada, Styles, Omega. I like it. Yeah, it sounds about right to me. And that pretty much rounds out our top 10 wrestlers of the year of 2017. We hope you all had a fantastic year, and we wish the best for the upcoming year for you guys. I hope you continue to listen to us because we love doing this shit. This is what we live for. We got boring, mundane jobs that we think about wrestling all day at anyway, so we come home (laughs) and we share it with you. It's the gift of wrestling. Listen up, man! (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> not much to add to that uh, look for our next episode uh, where we continuing the um, fantasy booking um, and we left off of the Royal Rumble we did so we'll be booking further past that and on the road to Wrestlemania that will be our next episode um, so until then we want to thank you guys for listening once again thank you for before we end this thank you to any and all um, followers on Twitter we've got a bunch of new followers uh, we appreciate every single last person that uh, listens to us and follows us. Um, so that's so why you thank get you a, so much. You get a message from us whenever you follow us. We message you. We mean that. We want to thank you. We want to show that we're not just in it for how many followers, but the quality. Yeah, absolutely. We we love. We want your input. Every last. We want you guys to enjoy what we, we have, have to say. Yeah. So um, and for the, to spread the word, if to get at us um, on Twitter at two one five wrestling. Facebook.com slash 215wrestling. And you can even email us, uh, brotherlylovewrestling at gmail.com. Uh, anything you want to talk about wrestling, that's what we're here for. We want to talk. So uh, We're here we for can. the people. That's right. So, now, can you dig that, sucker? <laughs> everybody, uh, have a good New Year. I hope you had a great holiday, and we'll be talking to you soon. Later!